News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The government needs urgent action to protect the most vulnerable from overdependence on fossil fuels. That's the blunt warning in the Climate Change Advisory Council's annual review. The council chair, Marie, uh, Marie Donnelly, sorry, Marie Donnelly, excuse me, joins us now. Uh, Marie, it's a pretty stark warning from the Climate Change Advisory Council's annual review. Yes, indeed. Uh, We are very concerned with the current situation in Ireland. Uh, At the moment, we are in the midst of an energy crisis uh, brought on, frankly, by Ireland's dependence on imported fossil fuels. Fossil fuels represent about 67% of our emissions. Uh, So we have a a real challenge uh, and we're calling on the government to reduce our dependence on imported fossil fuels and indeed to eliminate the use of fossil fuels and in that way firstly unhook ourselves from international price volatility and price increases that we're facing at the moment but also uh, to reduce our emissions and allow us to use our own energy uh, to be able to keep our own houses warm to keep the lights on and to keep our industry going. Now, you've come up with a, a, a made a series of proposals about how we may be able to do that in the future. Some of them will be welcomed by people like uh, low-cost loans to buy electric vehicles, uh, lower public transport f- uh, fares. Others less so, like congestion charges and uh, a date to ban sale of new petrol and diesel uh, cars. Uh, they're very radical, these proposals. Will they be acceptable to people, do you think? Well, if I take the latter one that you mentioned there, which is the date to ban uh, the internal combustion engine, Mm. that's a consensus across, indeed, a global consensus to do so by 2035. Uh, The Programme for Government mentioned 2030, and we're calling for a confirmation of that. So we are in line with the general situation globally, and indeed, in this context, perhaps even more importantly, in line with the major manufacturers of internal combustion engine cars. And that's, so that seems to be a global trend that we are certainly pushing for and supporting. Uh, in terms of uh, the congestion charges, what we've said is that once the public transport system is in place, for example, the bus connects is in place, then we have to look at the options of things like congestion charge uh, because, you know, you put in the infrastructure, you make the facility available for people and then it's important that people are are encouraged to actually use public transport when it's effective like that. Uh, I I can just hear politicians listening to this this morning going, yeah, great, remember what happened with water charges? People are going to resist the congestion charge. Is Is it politically practical Uh, It might be desirable from an environmental point of view, but is it politically practical to bring in a congestion charge? Well, I think we have to think about people's pockets right now. Uh, It costs a lot of money if you're commuting, for example, into your office uh, five days a week. And uh, that's a cost that consumers can't bear, certainly in the current environment. So what are the alternatives? And certainly the alternatives are public transport as we've already said, we're in favour of continuing the reduced fares for public transport uh, and we want to encourage people to use that. Firstly, the government to make that facility available and then people to use it. So it's actually in a cost environment that we will be looking at things like uh, congestion charges. And indeed, in the Irish context, we are very focused on the car and we have to think about how can we get the service, the mobility service, out of transport without necessarily always reaching for the private car. 
are. Uh, so this is really what we're going for there. And as we say, once the infrastructure is in place for public transport, that's when you look at issues such as congestion charges. OK, you're also uh, calling for uh, solar panels to be made mandatory on all new uh, buildings, which seems like a no-brainer, and free heat pump assessment for people. Just one last measure you've suggested. I'd like to just ask you about the, the idea of VRT on petrol and diesel vehicles being increased. Again, that would be quite contentious, wouldn't it, politically? Well, it goes in the same direction as what we've already discussed. We are moving down the direction of um, um, internal combustion engines not being produced anymore. And it's in fairness to people, you know, when you buy a car, it's not for today or tomorrow. It's usually a number of years. So we have to say to ourselves, we're here in 2022, five years, six years, seven years from now, if you have an internal combustion engine, what is the resale market? So... It's very much in support of consumers in terms of the big investment that they make in buying a car to mm. ensure that that investment retains its value going into the future. OK, uh, just um, a couple of last things very quickly, if I could uh, run them by. Uh, like I'm looking at that Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland report, emissions going up by 5.4%. We're going in the wrong direction. Do you ever feel like we're sort of, you're whistling against the wind, um, calling for these measures and we seem to be getting nowhere? Well, I'm an optimist by nature and I know that when we put our shoulder to the wheel, we will have success in this area. And even though, you know, uh, the crisis, the energy crisis is costing people a lot of money at the moment. But, you know, what they say is don't ever waste a good crisis. Uh, the, The solutions to the energy crisis and the cost of living increases for people today are in many respects exactly the same solutions that we need for climate change action. Uh, So I'm optimistic that the combined uh, emphasis in this space will deliver results and that we will see progress over the next number of years. Okay, uh, there's uh, lots of uh, reports in the paper today about a new plan to cut energy use in office buildings to to meet the increased demand for energy over the winter. I'm guessing that's something you you broadly uh, support. Can I ask you, do you have a view, because you spoke about the need to reduce the dependency on fossil fuels. Does, does the, uh, the uh, Climate Change Advisory Council have a, devu- have a view on developing the Shannon LNG plant? Our view is uh, very clear in terms of the fact that we need to use our own resources for energy. And our own resources are very clearly in the space of wind, solar, and we need to roll out more of the onshore wind, more solar, more offshore wind. Uh, it's not always a popular message to say to people, but we have a choice. It's a, quite a stark choice. We use our own resources, our own natural resources to produce energy, and we get the, so- the benefit from that in terms of keeping the lights on and heating our houses. And uh, that's something that we have to make a very clear political choice at national level, at local level. Uh, We do need the infrastructure around these. Uh, We have to be able to support that in order to roll it out because the alternative doesn't uh, bear thinking about we don't want blackouts, we don't want people to be cold in the middle of winter. So this is the position that the Council has taken in this respect. We will leave it there. Mary Donnelly, Chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council, thanks for talking to us this morning. Let us know what you think. 5206 at the cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.